ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day on Wisconsin On Demand is brought to you by Canopy Wealth Management, helping you achieve your financial goals with confidence. Canopy Wealth Management. Care. Competence. Clarity. It's not just a tagline. It's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. David Gilroy from the three. 
players that he played with in the NFL, a lot of those guys shift into coaching. That's true. But how many of them are, are A, doing that, and B, would want to come to Wisconsin? So that is the only dilemma that I'm having with the Jim Leonard complex, right? I think he's the guy. He's proven to me he, he, he is going to be a great head coach. But how does he rand out his staff? That's the part that worries me. And that's the part that, that there's a lot of uncertainty around. So there's my theory. There's, there's the one case I think you can make against it. But I, I still don't know if that's enough to, to say, nah, you're not ready. So your case against it is uh, how the, availability, the availability of another offensive coordinator that Jim Leonard no, would no, know? No, not the availability. It's, it's who does he know, right? Who are his connections? And they're probably deeper than I realize. But for, for a coach to only be in one spot his entire coaching career is completely unheard of. It's completely unheard of. Right, what coach, I, I can't name one off the top of my head, Brad, you're a hell of a lot smarter, Colin, you're a hell of a lot smarter than I am. Has there ever been a coach that his only coaching job was at the same place he became the head coach? I don't know that that exists out there. At a college level? I'm sure it, Probably, it might exist. But uh, not, the one that, not, not one that I could think of. Yeah, A lot of these guys are assistants at big-time programs. Right, and they lead, right? like look at Paul Christ. He was the OC at Wisconsin when Gary Anderson was brought in. He went to Pitt, got his first head coaching job, had some success there. And once Gary Anderson bolted out of town, Barry Alvarez knew it was a no-brainer. It was a guy that he advocated for to go get experience, and then he brought him back. But what do you do if you're Jim Leonard? right? Because Paul Christ, as you said earlier, Brad, was a great offensive coordinator. But I don't think Chris McIntosh is letting Paul Christ walk back through those doors. No, no, he's not. And you're totally right. The, the usual coaching ladder is characterized by paying your dues. Right. That's usually what it is. You're a GA, and, and this is a totally unprecedented route for a head coach, right? You're talking about playing in the NFL for 10 years, percent. jumping onto a staff that my gut tells me he just wanted to stay close to the game and coach some guys, and all of a sudden he coaches the heck out of defensive backs, works into offensive coordinator, does excellent there, and in five years he's a head coach. So this is an incredibly unprecedented, rare journey for a head coach. So it's not without challenges, as you're describing. And most other coaching trails that you see, if you go to anyone's Wikipedia page who's a coach, it is insane the amount of movement. And, and they showed a graphic actually during the broadcast, that Alvarez and Kirk Ferentz on the same staff together underneath Coach Fry at Iowa. So usually you're kind of making these you know, connections of other head coaches and you're sharing ideas and you're learning underneath a, a, a head coaching mentor and these coaching trees are created. Well, there's no coaching tree for Jim Leonard. He kind of sprouted out by, you know, his own, if we're going to keep with that analogy. So he's going to have a, he's going to have a tough time doing it. I think what it's going to do is, I think he has some guys that he's going to be able to call on, NFL, college. Not as many as usual, but where it's going to show is the continuity factor. If you have your guys, bam, we got a game plan. We're rolling. We can get right into it. We know exactly what we're doing. I think there's going to be more traditional interviews. I think he's going to have to take his time with it. And I think it's going to be more of a struggle to mesh at least initially. I don't know how that's going to bear, and I'm sure that they can get over it quickly, but that's where it's going to show. It's not going to be as quick of an offensive and defensive and special teams cohesion as most of these other guys would with all their guys. You're thinking from a hypothetical situation, let's say that offensive coordinator is an open job come offseason, right? Then you're right. I think Jim Leonard does go the route of interview, putting their name in the hat, that type of thing. I think one of the reasons that this job will be very highly touted from an offensive coordinator perspective is 
a lot of these offensive coordinators, or at least coaches, if they're from the college level, they're going to realize that there's an open quarterback spot alongside that offensive coordinator spot. Bingo. A lot of these quarterbacks follow their coaches. Excellent point. If this guy is a quarterback's coach at a random school with a good quarterback and a team that's not that great, he could come in, he could choke, put his name in the hat, Jim Leonard, oh, I got this guy that's ready to sign tomorrow if you give me this job. And that will be big for them, I think. That's a great point. I think that's where it's going to end up leading is who's going to follow. Hey, I like that idea, right? That makes me feel better about it. And ultimately, I think that's what you do, right? You do a due process. You find a better offensive coordinator. And ultimately, you're going to need a defensive coordinator as well, right? And I don't know if you elevate somebody from Jimmy's staff right now, but it's a, it's a complicated conversation. It's a fascinating conversation that we'll continue to have the rest of the season here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. But Jim Leonard said something in his post-game press conference that I want to get to next that's also a really fascinating conversation. Iron Jock uh, partners with a guy by the name of Braylon Allen, who is part of what I'm going to bring up next. Iron Jock believes it's what's inside that matters. 99% of odor-causing bacteria are eliminated with the advanced performance gear and apparel that Iron Jock designed from the inside out using state-of-the-art technology. The Silver Ion technology is guaranteed to provide order-fighting protection for as long as you own it. Love it or send it back, no questions asked. Use code ESPN20. That's ESPN20 for 20% off your order on ironjock.com. That's code ESPN20 for 20% off at ironjoc.com. Iron Jock. It's what's inside that matters. We react to what Jim Leonard said. Next, it's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Yeah, unfortunately, we have to recruit our own team every day right now. Um, I would never accuse any teams of tampering with your players, but teams are tampering with other people's players. And it's unfortunate to see uh, where it's at, but... Um, you know, I have to continue to show a clear vision. You know, I've mentioned it a number of times. The uncertainty is going to cause people to look and see what the best decisions for their future are, and we have to be real about that as coaches, and that's why we have these conversations almost daily. That's Badgers interim head coach Jim Leonard. After today's loss to Iowa, when asked about Braylon Allen and Michigan, hmm, says he would never accuse other teams of tampering with people's players, but other teams are tampering with people's players. It's fascinating stuff from the head coach, Jim Leonard. We will react to that in just a second. I'm Alex Strofe alongside Colin Russo, Badgers legend Brad Nortman here as well. Brought to you in part by our friends at Everlight Solar. Save money and save the planet. It's simple. Ditch your energy bill and make the switch over to Everlight Solar. Electricity prices, well, those just keep rising. And Everlight Solar will give you the chance to take ownership of your power while also reducing your carbon footprint. As a local company based out of Madison, they'll be there with you every step of the way as you make the switch to solar. To learn more about how you can save money and save the planet visit everlightsolar.com so brad nortman you hear jim leonard say that after today's loss what's your reaction to that well i think there's a lot of anger boiling in uh, in jim leonard's life right now i think he's frustrated with the loss and all that but i wouldn't put it past teams that they're doing that behind the scenes i mean college football has always been characterized by things below the table and i i'm never any i've never witnessed anything that I would characterize as, you know, breaking the rules, malfeasance, whatever. But it it doesn't surprise me. When, when this whole story came out about Braylon Allen to Michigan, I, I was sort of surprised, me too. confused. I was like, where, where is this coming from? Usually when a rumor starts, it's because somebody put it out there. And 
I did I could not figure out where exactly the root of this was and it wouldn't surprise me if teams are going through various paths to try to get through to players that might be interested in transferring and Braylon Allen would be a coveted asset for for a team like Michigan so look I don't know if it's actually happening but Jim Leonard knows a whole lot more than I do in this world and I also know that college football is just run rampant with people trying to cut corners and do things maybe they shouldn't because it's a competitive cutthroat world so um, I'm a, I'm actually not that surprised. I I think he falls short of an allegation, but it's pretty darn close to an allegation. Can we hear that one more time from Jim Leonard after the game today? Yeah, unfortunately, we have to recruit our own team every day right now. Um, I would never accuse any teams of tampering with your players, but teams are tampering with other people's. Would players. never do it though. I'd never do it's it. It's unfortunate to see uh, where it's at. But, That's Jim Leonard after today's game. I'd never do it, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. But he doesn't call anybody out by name. But uh, So Bra- Braylon Allen also asked uh, about this after the game. He essentially said he has not had any contact with Michigan staff or any other schools, but says he has a friend on the Michigan team that he communicates with uh, often. Interesting. So take that what for is what it, it's what worth. Is, what does that mean? Like, I said take it for what it's worth, Colin. Take it for what it's worth. It's sort of weird to me, this whole transfer thing. You know, in the NFL, you end up playing against friends and you're friendly with other guys because the movement is so common. In college, there was nobody on the other team that I was buds with. And granted, it's not like I came out with a super robust recruiting class where I had guys that I played with that went to different schools and played against them, whatever. Right. But that seems, there was always, that's the thing that made college football so interesting is because whenever there's a true organic feeling of, I don't know you. I don't like you. I'm trying to win. There's no friendliness here. So that that just seems it's interesting to me. Maybe it's a generational thing. I but. think it is a generational thing. I think the rise of social media, being involved in recruiting. Totally. I think that's a, probably a couple of years past when you were getting recruited. It's so much more. These guys keep in contact. They want to make super classes. They want to do this. They want to do that. I think that has a lot to do with things nowadays. It you goes down in the DMs. That's what they say, right? Yeah, all they got to do is reach <laughs> yes. out. It's like this five-star. Oh, this five-star wants me to join him at Texas A&M. It's like, I got to hear him out. Like, yeah. These, these players recruit just as much as the coaches do. That's true. And you see it all the time in basketball, right? Through Basketball's AAU and big. things like that. It's, it's totally. for sure like that. But it's definitely trending in that direction. And it's a reflective of that it's never been more fluid than it has been now in college football. And we might be the beneficiaries of that. We also might be uh, incurring a huge cost. Yeah, by I, I don't know guys. if that's a good thing for a I team know. like us. I think that's just very dangerous. Yeah. I, I don't like how open the transfer portal and the transfer culture is. Mm-hmm. And I ultimately think it's going to hurt college sports throughout the next 10 years because of NIL and this and that and coach changes. Guys kind of – I have a feeling players just – want it to be perfect, and if it's not perfect, they'll jump ship. Whether the team's not very good or the coaching, they don't really like this guy or they make one change, and these players have every opportunity in the world to not just, like, they can't stick it out. And then you get these players who eventually go to the pros, and the second they don't like something, they request a trade. And you're seeing it with guys that are younger and younger. Guys still on their rookie contracts are saying, I want to be traded. This is place is not for me. It's not like that. You signed your contract. They they hired you. You're under contract. And unless you're, they could get something out of it, I understand if they hear you out. But like Elijah Moore, the wide receiver on the Jets, he was drafted last year. 
And he's like, I want to be traded. It's like, nobody cares if you want to be traded. You're not going to be traded. So uh, bury it. I don't know. I just think it's such a bad culture that's just kind of going to ridic- I mean, sit down into like the pro culture as well. I think, just think it's I, don't, I think it's bad for all sports generally. Well, I, I definitely get what you're saying. And I, I think t- it can be taken to an extreme. Like Elijah Moore, that does seem crazy to me. It's you're a second-year player. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do think in general you, there are good – occasions and and I think as a general rule transfers are actually a good thing for the sport um I think you need to be careful to create an environment where you're just sort of whatever I can do to make you comfortable and just give you all the options in the world however as we can see programs can go through seismic changes very quickly and your playing career could be in the um you know in the wake of those decisions so to let guys have some flexibility to leave if they need to i think it's a beneficial thing i think it's it's a net benefit but there it also comes with unintended consequences and i think you see that from time to time so but it's in a world where you know total personal empowerment and whatever you want, whatever you need to be made comfortable, you know, let's try to remove any sort of hassle or hurdle or pain in your life. Kind of getting more into like an old person, like uh, generational rant now, but you know what I mean? There is a bit of like, there's positives and negatives to it, right? That's what I feel like it is. Let's remove friction from your life. There's a lot of positives to that. stay off my lawn. Don't take that out of context. (laughs) Anyway, Liberty Station of the American Tavern and Smokehouse isn't just a barbecue (laughs) restaurant. Fish fry, walleye, and vegetarian options are available, and they have a menu that is sure to please everyone. Liberty Station smokes their meats daily with a 1,000 gallon custom smoker giving you the freshest experience possible enjoy happy hour with daily discounts on both food and drinks at their large bar with 20 draft taps and multiple tvs to watch the big game liberty station off the belt line on rim rock road <sighs> we got to give out game balls and a loss again brad that's a difficult task well i'm gonna give you a figure it out it's espn wisconsin college game day this is your college football scoreboard update, driven by Metro Ford of Madison. Yeah, I'm back. My name is Colin Russo here at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, bringing you your scoreboard update. Currently in college football, there's plenty going on. We have a snooze fest in Austin. TCU, number four ranked TCU, is visiting the Texas Longhorns, and they are currently tied up at zero. No score. About 12 minutes to go in that second quarter. That game, nothing going on. North Carolina, number 15th ranked, is up 21-7 over Wake Forest. Washington and Oregon in a classic. Pac-12, Bo Nix. Nobody thinks Bo Nix is all that good, myself included. They are down in that game. Washington leading 13-10. Georgia in a close one against Mississippi State on the road. They're up 17-12, just entering halftime. Jacksonville Jaguars play tomorrow. They visit the Kansas City Chiefs. Arrowhead! Trevor Lawrence matching up against Patrick Mahomes, the great Patrick Mahomes. Don't worry, Trevor Lawrence is better. Travis Etienne looking to have a big day on the ground as the 3-6 Jacksonville Jaguars What the hell are we doing right now? Sorry about that. Jacksonville Jaguar football tomorrow. Kickoff, 12 o'clock. Back to Strofe. Metro Ford of Madison, Madison's trusted Ford dealership. Learn more at MetroFordOfMadison.com.
ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day rolling on. We are brewed by Coors Light. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. When you need a moment to chill, choose the beer that is literally made to chill. The mountains on the cans and bottles of Coors Light literally turn blue when your beer is chilled to perfection. When the mountains are blue, you know what to do, and that is crush a Coors Light 2022 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. My name is Alex Strove with Colin Russo, Badgers legend, Brad Nortman. We were reminiscing during the commercial break uh, on your... Fake punt glory. You did it several times in your college career. I stacked him up. It is time now to give out uh, the highest honor this post-game show has. We give out our game balls. Who outshined the rest? Time for the guys to give out their game balls. All right, this is not going to be easy to do. Um, Brad Nortman, since I like you, I'm going to let you go first because I think there's one really easy option, but the rest are tough. That is very merciful of you, Strofe. Uh, I think the easy option that I'm just going to I'm just going to line up and swing away with is Nick Herbig. Yeah, yep. He had a great game. He shows again why he's going to be a draft pick next year, assuming he leaves. And uh, he just terrorized the quarterback. It was one of those things early on where I'm like, okay, the defense is in a rhythm, and Nick Herbig is pinning his ears back against a otherwise immobile and struggling um, you know, Iowa offense. And he had a great game. I give him a ton of credit, and he helped keep us alive at least for a little bit. So Nick Herbig for me. Uh, I need to buy myself some time, Colin Russo. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I don't have that many ideas as well. But if I were to give one, there was one play in particular I'm thinking of. You could give it to a couple guys in the defense, but I'm going to do it for the sake of giving it to an offensive player. I'm going to give it to wide receiver Keontes Lewis. Had a nice 54-yard touchdown, I believe, right before the half. Ultimately, it was 14-3. to We were driving. I didn't really think we'd put any points on the board. Mertz found some broken coverage downfield, and Mertz was getting beat up a little bit, and he fires it down. A nice ball. Touchdown. One of the lone... Good offensive plays of the game, I think, looking back on maybe it. Maybe the only good? Anyway. Yeah, maybe, probably the only one. And uh, so I'll give it to him, just for the sake of it. All right, I'm going to do what our buddy Adam Mertz always does. I'm going to cop out and give it to an entire group. Mm. I'm going to give it to the linebackers of Wisconsin. Muma, Jordan Taylor, Jordan Turner, rather. Jordan Taylor played basketball. Jordan Turner, C.J. Getz, and Nick Herbig. Uh, those were the four leading tacklers for the defense today. Uh, Muma. With uh, 11 tackles, a sack, and one and a half tackles for loss. Jordan Taylor, 10 tackles, one sack, and a tackle for loss. C.J. Getz, one tackle for loss, nine tackles. And Nick Herbig bringing up the rear, eight tackles, three sacks, and obviously three tackles for loss. I will give it to the linebacker crew for the Wisconsin Badgers today. Those are our game balls. Not easy to give out and defeat. Um, Good for Nick Herbig. He gets two Mm -hmm. of them. Um, Not a lot to write home about tonight, Brad Mullen. It's a forgettable game. It really it is. is. I mean, it looked it looked cold. It looked nasty. It looked like the hits were being delivered and received hard. I mean, it's one of those games where I think you come back and you're just you're you're feeling a bit discouraged. Uh, it's cold weather and you got beat up and it's I think this is going to be one of those games where you watch the film and you then 
just safe, guys. Throw that one in the trash. We're looking forward to next week. It's a one week game. That's about the best thing you can do sometimes is just Ron and Nebraska. Yeah. Yep, Ron they got Nebraska. hit. They tackle really, really well. Iowa every year. Just yes. good tackling. Defensive fundamentals. Yeah, that's exactly right. Nothing says defensive fundamentals like Iowa football. And just wrapping up and how many there were not many missed tackles. You're exactly right. The Green so. Bay Packers could have used some of that. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Hey, all right, the moment we've all been waiting for. Not my finest work, but we got it in uh just in the nick of time as we're with you. Eight o'clock tonight. Brad Nortman has been pumping it up all day long. That you are what exactly? Uh, an offensive weapon, Strofe. That's exactly what I'm just using the words of, of my my good friend. I could think I could say that about Kirk Herbstreit, but trust not up to me to decide. Trusted voice in college football, offensive weapon. Here's Kirk Herbstreit calling Brad Nortman an offensive weapon. How about that? Gives you chills, doesn't it? I have, I have. My hairs are popping up. The back of my neck is itchy all of a sudden. I mean, one more time from Kirk Herbstreit. Good for you, Brad. Kirk Herbstreit called you an offensive weapon. I'm, I'm waiting for the collective football community to start. Putting my name forth when we talk about great Wisconsin running backs, <laughs> right? I mean, when is everybody else going to catch on? That's right. That's right. I mean, you average like 15 yards a run. Yeah, it's four. It's 14. It's 14. 14. Who else? Who else can say Andy, that? Andy, you completed all of your passes in the pros, correct? That's correct. One for one. Thus, offensive weapon. Brad's a Brad's a Swiss Army knife That's of right. offensive production. You got to keep your head on a swivel when you're game planning against me. That's just the takeaway. Worry about Norman. That's right. That's right. That's the guy that they circle on the bulletin board. So last week (laughs) against Maryland, we had Brad Norman say he's better than half the NFL punters. And Eddie's ready to make a comeback. Probably true. I still stand by that. (laughs) I do. Brad's had a big two weeks. And now this week, we've got, hey, guys, let's not forget an offensive weapon. Brad's so it sounds, it sounds like I'm, I'm pumping myself up a little bit. I don't mean to sound conceited. I'm just trying to speak truth. (laughs) I uh, love it. I love it. Look, I love it. As a punter, you only have so many yeah, moments of run. glory, yeah. and that's what it comes down to. Is I only I've only had so many, so I got to really relish in the ones that I do have. And I was just uh, honestly a, uh, a a benefactor of good situation. Ballsy calls from coaches. Um, Wait, what did you just say? Balls you calls? No, ballsy calls. Oh, by coaches. Well, that TCU one that was a lot of Brad Norman there. That Iowa one was good situation, but that TCU one that you was had to earned. Figure some stuff out. That was earned. There's a grass stain to prove how much I. Do earned you still that have one. that jersey? Oh yeah, unwashed. Can you wear it next week? Ooh, they let you keep that. They let you yeah. keep all your. How many you jerseys your... do you have of yours? Uh, well, college. I'm talking any level. Oh gosh. Do you have a Super Bowl jersey? I do. I have. That's uh, framed, I assume. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I haven't framed it yet because okay. I'm not exactly sure what I want to do with it. Um, NFL jerseys. I've got like. Like five or six from each year because you've got your main. So like, whoa, okay, well, th- so like Carolina yeah, Panthers, yeah, they got alternates, black, yeah. teal, and white, and they've got multiples of them. So they basically they let you like for free get one of each, and then you can pay for the rest. And the same thing with Jacksonville. I've got the beautiful mustard colored color rush. Really, Jacksonville. those I do. are I, terrible. Terrible. Brad. Terrible. We got teal, black, white. The, the blue teal ones that they busted out for that Bengal game in Week Eight. Yeah, remember that. <laughs> Terrific no, jersey. What season Those are you are referring to? 2017. Okay, yeah, so you just know. remembered. Hold on a minute. It was week. I remember Hold the game. It was Jadon Mickens punt return touchdown. You remember that? That was a terrific game. That was when okay. Jalen Green calm down choked out AJ. Wait, no, uh, 
That's got right. choked out by AJ Green. I've got a funny story about that, so I'll tell at some point. All right, hold on. Everybody calm down for a second. I want a quiz. Okay, Colin Russo is an absolute nutcase, as we've a learned savant. on the show. A Jaguar savant. Um, I'm going to play the NFL music. Colin Russo, I want you to rattle off the 2017 Jacksonville Jaguars schedule for us. Okay, the full schedule I'm not sure I could do. I know we started it off with Houston. I believe we won... If you can give me final scores, I will be utterly stunned. Well, the first game, I believe, was like 20 to 10. That was a weird game because Fournette only had 100 yards flat. I remember that. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> week two. 29 to 7. 29 to 7. Oh, jeez. Um, lost the second week. I believe that was to Tennessee. That's correct. <laughs> week three to go. I'll I give believe- you a hand. It was in London. Yeah, that was Baltimore Ravens. We won 44 to 10. They're 87. 44 to 7. Yeah, you're yeah right. 44 to yeah, 7. You're right. Killed them that game. That was when we had like a two defensive touchdowns that game. Third game, fourth game, was it at home? No. It's a road game. This is a tough one. Uh, Overtime. It, Overtime. 2 2. I think we dropped the 2 and 2 at this point. You did. It's an overtime game. It's in your neck of the woods. Former neck of the woods. I actually remember this. I don't remember, I remember this tracing one. It back. Jets? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we lost to the Jets that year. That was a bad loss. All right, week five. Uh, week five was to go three and two. We won that game. You did. Was that Indianapolis? No. I don't know that one. Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, that was the week five. That was when we had five interceptions on Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, that's right. That was a terrific game. What was that, 20 to nine? 30 to nine. 39. Uh, this is unbelievable. Unreal. Week six, we played the Rams. We talked about that earlier. That yeah, was a uh, 27-17 game. That's correct. Uh, week seven, we played... It was a shutout win. Texans again? No, Colts. Colts. That was 23-0? 27-0. 27-0. Okay. Then we're three. We're four and three at this point? Wait, I forget. I don't know. Yes. And this is week eight? Sure. What, what day is this? January was it Sunday, November November fifth November fifth that was the Bengal game that's correct that was uh that was a terrific that was a beautiful day in Jacksonville mm-hmm. what was the it next was. one um to week nine I think that was the Colts no I don't know this one Chargers Chargers overtime mm. win Josh Lambeau game winning field goal yep. in overtime got got a fourth win in a row coming up fourth win in a row this has got to be the Colts I'm waiting on this Colts game it's still wrong. Wow. I don't know. Texans, 44-0. No. Browns, 19-7. Oh, that was a terrible game. Then you lose the next I missed that game. I didn't get to watch that game. Yeah. How about Thanksgiving week? Sunday, November 26th. 2017 Jag schedule running over here. Colin Russo from the top of the dome. I don't know why we're uh, doing this. <laughs> that game, I don't know this one. Was this uh, the, t- the Titans again? No, Cardinals. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a bad one. All too. right, you suck. I, 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 I wasn't as good as I thought I would be. Um, yeah, me neither. Still pretty incredible. That's still wild. You know more than Brad, and he was on the damn team. <laughs> yeah, un- unreal. Hey, big trailers and big opportunities at Stoughton Trailers. And big just got even bigger. With starting pay at Stoughton Trailers, now $18 per hour and up. Hundreds of immediate openings in Evansville, Stoughton, and Broadhead for both first and second shift opportunities. For open positions, including assemblers, welders, and more, go to stowjobs.com. That's S-T-O-Jobs.com. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunities. We uh, figure out what the drive of the game was, uh, which I think is an easy pick. We'll do that next. We'll wrap up our coverage here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day after this. Post-game reaction continues next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day.
College Game Day. Wrapping up our covers as Wisconsin falls to Iowa, final of 24 to 10. Badgers back to 5 and 5 on the season. We are live with you from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. I'm Alex Strofe alongside Colin Russo, Badger legend Brad Nortman. Ah, they could have used him today. An offensive weapon, uh, according to Kirk Herbstreit. <laughs> oh, he says. He says, oh. I thought you wanted to talk to me. No, I want you to play the damn Kirk Herbstreit audio. Even, even the way he delivers it, it's delivered with some, some mm. charisma, some with oomph. Some, mm. yep. He believes it. Damn right. You are an offensive weapon, Brad. Thanks, right. You're Appreciate welcome. that. Any, anything for you. Um, all right. Um, I forgot what I have to tell you about. Iron Jock, I think. Iron Jock believes it's what it is. That's a professional right there. Speaking of offensive weapons. That's me, right. man. Wow. <laughs> me on the offensive is impressive. Hey, I love Iron Jock, though. Uh, I rocked my Iron Jock shirt. What was that? Thursday? We've got a long sleeve. Oh, man, I love it. Iron Jock believes it's what's inside that matters. 99% of odor-causing bacteria eliminated with the advanced performance gear and apparel that Iron Jock designed from the inside out using state-of-the-art technology. A couple of great things about Iron Jock. Love it or send it back with no questions asked, and they're available at the Fleet Farm in DeForest right up the road. So go get some Iron Jock at Fleet Farm in DeForest. Iron Jock, it's what's inside that matters. All right, time to figure out what the drive of the game was. It's the drive of the game. He's got the corner, and the Badgers touchdown. On ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The Badgers punctuating and pulling away. The drive of the game is brought to you by Chalmers Jewelers, helping guys score for more than 25 years. Look, I think this is pretty easy, so I'll speak on all of our behalves. Keontes Lewis, 51-yard touchdown at the end of the half. That sounds right to me. Bingo. All right, that was easy. (laughs) Nothing more to say about that. 24-10, your final score. Those were the last points the Badgers scored as well. They went scoreless in the second half. Woof. Iowa's defense is good, but I mean, come on. I'm yeah. frustrated. Like, yeah. this is supposed to be therapeutic, Brad. I'm mad. I'm mad, too. Uh, I just think, I, I guess I let my expectations go a little bit too much with maybe with where the team was going, and um, it just came out and didn't do what we needed to do to win, which is obvious, but it, it was the way that which we did it, right? It was the way that which we did it. I felt like we were close, but we just gave it up at every turn. But darn it, I'll say this. I might be a little bit angry, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I said before. If I can if I can chat about it with you gentlemen, laugh a couple times along the way. Is there a, is there a better way to digest a, no, a Wisconsin no, th- loss? This is very therapeutic. It is. I will say that. He's Brad Norman, the offensive weapon, Colin Russo, Malik Strope, wrapping up our coverage. Liberty Station American Tavern and Smokehouse is not just a barbecue restaurant. Fish fry, walleye, vegetarian options, all available at Liberty Station off the Beltline on Rimrock Road. They've got a giant smoker, 1,000-gallon custom smoker to be exact. Your food's fresh. You're having the time of your life at Liberty Station off the Beltline on Rimrock Road. We're on to Nebraska. That's right. That's all you can do at this point. I still think I'm. I'm actually excited. You got a to see. lot in your mind still. It seems. Yeah. Well, too bad this isn't a three-hour program, right? Yeah. True that. Non-bowl eligible Wisconsin got a game next week. I'm excited to see how this team responds with a big bowl game eligibility to play for. With responding, and, it's a must you know, win. It's a must win. Uh, you know, and and look, Nebraska's not that good, but still a tough environment to play in. And um, I'm excited to see how they respond. I'm already excited for next week. Did you play at Nebraska ever? You know, I didn't. They I was, was they, came, say they joined right around when you were in school, right? Yeah, my senior year, and they played us at home. Gotcha. Um, so I missed it. Did you beat Nebraska at least? Oh, we thumped them. Yeah, we gave it to them. College game day was here. Was yeah. that the big? Uh, was that the big running back game? 
where we yeah. just ran all over him. I uh, mixing that up. Boy, there's been a few of those times. We we put up like forty some points on okay. him. So I I think it was a. I mean, Melvin Gordon put up something like 300 or, I don't know, some crazy stat yeah, on that. was that that game? No, it wasn't. That, that was, was a couple years later. Okay. But we, we, that was the Monte game then? Yes, it was. Monte okay. game. That's yes. correct. Okay, I gotcha. Yep. So. All right. That does it for us. We're on the Nebraska. Hopefully, bowl eligibility next week. It's a must win. Colin Russo, Brad Norton, I'm Alex Struff. This has been ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day.